Cosmos lovers and commerce seekers. Welcome back to another captivating episode of Cosmos and Commerce. I'm your host, Janice Francis with Remax Connection Realtors and the Humble Crate Artisan Marketplace. And I'm Michelle Cook from Body Ache Escape Massage Center. As always, we're here to take you on an enchanting journey, blending business tales with a splash of cocktail. Think of it as a happy hour where you don't just get a drink, but also a dose of inspiration. So speaking of inspiration, our guest today is a shining example of perseverance and vision. Nestled in the heart of Gehanna, Ohio, she's not only cemented her place in the world of wall, but has also expanded her influence into the exciting world of title. Absolutely. From legal backgrounds to navigating the complexities of acquisitions, she's done it all. The woman behind Route Law and Gehanna Title, a trailblazer and a force to be reckoned with. I'm proud I get to call her my friend. Ladies and gentlemen, please raise your glasses to the remarkable Jen Rout. Well, yeah. hi. Thanks, everyone. Yes. Thanks for joining yeah. Welcome us. to the show, Jen. We can't wait to dive into your story. Fun. Yeah. Jen, can you walk us through the early days of your journey? What inspired you to venture into law? And what is your law specialty? Sure. So I was going to be a doctor. Oh. <laughs> Started college, going to be a doctor. And then I was terrible at doing chemistry homework, mm. like real bad. Great at labs, though, weirdly. And so I bounced around, and that's right when September 11th had happened, and the world was a mess, and I found law. And I was like, you know, I can have equal influence as medicine, but doing things through the law side, fixing things for people that way. So it was the same drive to help and support people. It just, we switched from medicine to law, which I didn't know, but that was actually a common transition. So who knew? And then, as a, after law school, I was going to be a litigator and I was going to be in the courtroom and I loved that until I realized how much that costs people. Yeah. Uh, one of my first yeah. cases out of law school was a family who had purchased spent $30,000 on a trust from a trust mill. So that was a organization back in the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s, that would just sell farmers a big trust. And they mushed together a bunch of different trusts. And on any given day, you had five attorneys, parties, sitting in a courtroom trying to figure out what the heck this trust says because it all conflicted. And this family's just hemorrhaging money. Mm. This shouldn't happen. I left that firm to come back to Columbus because I was in Jackson, Ohio. And that's Jackson, Ohio. And it's great. And it's far away from Columbus. And I came back to Columbus, worked with another firm for a little while, while I really put together the layout for Route Law, which launched official day was June 1st, 2014. That's what we've done. You asked about our specialties. We yeah. focus on small business, real estate, estate planning, and probate. We figure there's really a business to life today. So even if you're not a business owner, sometimes that business law matters. Even for the individuals, everybody needs an estate plan. And then the real estate piece, it just makes this triangle of all the things that most people need in life. And it's much easier to do if you do it right with an attorney the first time. Yeah. I know you've helped me with three out of four of those. Eventually, you'll have to help me with the fourth thing I know. 
Well, hopefully, you know, not for a long time. The the probate's there out of a necessity, but hopefully not for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So every entrepreneur faces both highs and lows. Can you share a particularly proud moment and conversely a challenging time that you had to navigate through? Yes. Proud moment was actually as COVID hit and everything shut down, everyone panicked. And instead of panicking, we decided to give back. So we were doing live Zooms and Facebook Lives and all of the things to help guide business owners and landlords through like how to handle this stuff or what's the, you know, you can't evict people, you, you're stuck. What do you, who needs a PPP loan? What's this EIDL? All of those things. We focused on doing that stuff, didn't charge for it. It was just a way to give back. And it also forced us to know what we were doing. Let's be honest, figure it out, share the information. And that actually really paid it forward and came back to us later. That's, I was very proud that we helped so many business owners get through. That was a hard time Uh, for a lot of business owners. Yeah, very hard time and. Now we're seeing a different challenge for business owners because as we're in this little recession, business owners took EIDL loans and some may have still chosen to close um, because we are seeing that. And the question is then what do we do with these loans? Are they personally guaranteed and are they not? What happens with all of this? Because it wasn't your standard SBA vetting process. We have a back end of that crisis starting right now as we're mm. navigating through that for some business owners. Yeah. But it's, it's insane. Yeah. yeah. Um, buying a business can be quite a challenge. What was your process like when you started Route Law and then when you bought Gehanna Title? Yeah. So that was very serendipitous. I had a year fourth of planning for the launch of Route Law. And two weeks before it was supposed to happen, every all the planning went up in flames because I was supposed to keep one office and my other em- former employer was supposed to be going somewhere else and that all blew up. And I happened to be representing a buyer in a transaction with a woman named Julia Feist. She was a longtime attorney in Gehanna. And I sent her an email because I was like, hey, by the way, if you know of any place for rent, let me know. And she's like, how about my office? And I was like, oh, and again, I had two weeks. So we met on a Saturday. I moved in two Saturdays after that, opened the following Monday. Uh, Four months later, we bought or we uh, actually got the other location that we had. I was supposed to start out of and I added another attorney and paralegal. And it's really hard when you're starting to have two locations. Don't do that. As a business owner, don't do that. One at a time. Once you get it really flowing, then you act, but don't do two at one time. That's real dope. And then all of that had gone so well that on seven months after opening, I bought her title company because she was ready to step away from it. Wow. And so it all happened very quickly and it all just fell into place. I would not recommend doing all of that to the average person because that was a whole lot. Take a little slower. You're pretty ambitious. there. It looks like it's all worked out. Yeah, it's all worked out. Yeah, for sure. 
With, okay, so you have two locations now, right? We did. We were in Dublin with a real estate office for a little while. But we have gone back to just having the Gehanna location. Okay. And instead we go out to people if they need us to. Oh, I got you. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So do you have a daily or weekly routine that you attribute to your success? My main health thing that I'm like rigid about is sleep. Mm. It doesn't always happen, but I, I, I'm a solid 80% of the time. It gets to be like solid sleep. It drives my husband nuts. So I'm like, no, I'm going to go to bed. That, that was really important. I find nobody functions well without solid sleep. It's just my my health thing. And then I do a lot of, for productivity, you know, have a little ritual that starts the, okay, it's time to focus. So clear the decks. This is our focus work time. Um, So that's a lot of, everyone at the office knows if I have my green headphones on, that's don't come talk to me in time. Leave her alone for a minute. Yeah. Because I have to have, you know, I can meet with clients and return calls and coach employees. I can fill a whole day with that. But if I don't spend at least some focused work time on the actual legal work, we're not moving the ball forward. We call it a jam session. So I get, you know, two jam sessions a day. It's focused, head down, don't talk to me work time. And I know that sounds a little harsh, but now everyone knows what times I do it. So no one kind of bothers me during those times. Yeah. You sometimes put your green headphones in just so people don't talk to you. Not me. (laughs) (laughs) Tell my secret. (laughs) Joe, I'm getting some green headphones if I have them on. Uh, (laughs) Yes, I need to do. Okay. (laughs) Headphones, check. Headphones. Noise canceling. (laughs) So in the realm of law, keeping oneself updated is crucial. How do you make sure you're always on top of the latest in your field? I mean, continuing ed and all that, you have that to go to? Both title and law requires continuing education classes. I tend to do, so some attorneys would just do the title, which normally also counts as law. But I like to make sure we get both. So I do the title ones, which covers all the real estate. Then I'll do the real estate law, the estate law, and the business law. We end up doing more CLEs than we need, but it keeps us knowing things. Plus, I, I'm pretty good about reading. We have a, it used to be called a green book. Now it's an email. And it shows all the Supreme Court rulings that are coming through, key rulings. Yeah. Obviously, I don't need to read the criminal ones. Not a criminal law person. But I scan those each day when they come through just to see what has come in that matters to us mm-hmm. so that's important yeah. yeah yeah so marketing a law firm is quite different from other businesses what has been your most successful marketing tactic so we are almost completely referral driven uh everything we do is about giving back first and we try to create an experience so for instance now, when you do an estate plan with us, when you complete it, you get a, I did my adulting today sticker. <laughs> yep. Stickers? Yeah, <laughs> sticker. Yep. So it says, I did my adulting today. So it's something fun. And it's a fun way to end, like, we just talked about what happens when you die. Oh, 
it can be a little overwhelming. And so we try to make it light and easy. So we talk about bear attacks or if you're out getting wild and crazy, dancing on fire tops on a Tuesday night or whatever. Well, something we, we come up with ridiculous examples, but we create a feeling and things and how we handle our clients, which then creates them going out into the world to bring their people to us. That referral based marketing is our number one. Two, everything we do is about educating and empowering. So like we've launched Little Legal Lessons this year. Is it a marketing tool? Sure. But really it's about giving back because there's so many simple little things that we think we know, mm-hmm. but we don't always quite get it. I was you know, doing like- my homework last night for this today and I was watching your Little Legal Lessons and I learned something that I actually have to start doing here in my shop. Oh, what? 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 I'll tell you what it is. I yeah. usually just sign my name on the contracts. I don't put owner or I don't put anything like that. So that was one of yours. And I was like, oh, I should probably be doing this. Yeah. It's such a simple thing. Yes. And we don't realize until it becomes a problem. And then we learn it the painful way. Yeah. Michelle, do you put something behind your name when you sign? Um, Yeah. I either put owner or partner. Partner. Okay. General partner or something like that. I'm going to have to start doing owner. All right. Thank you. (laughs) Owner, managing member, member, something. Since we're talking about it, where can people find those little legal lessons? Oh, great question. So they are little legal lessons with Jen Route Law. They are on Instagram, TikTok. Uh, Facebook, they're posted to our Route Law Facebook page every Wednesday. I think they're on YouTube. I should know that they're supposed to be on YouTube, but I don't know. It should be under our Route Law on YouTube. But I know uh, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok are all under Route Law or Gen Route Law. Yeah. But they're fun. Awesome. Employee satisfaction is pivotal in any service-based business, including law. What's your best advice for keeping employees motivated and reducing turnover? So that's interestingly, that has been a big topic for us this year. We restructured a part of our support team. Most of my employees stay. We don't have high turnover. And it's because we create flexibility and it's a purpose-driven position. So we hire people who want to create that positive impact for others and make things better. So we want, when we are going through our hiring process, which we use a fairly long, kind of tedious, expensive process, because everybody, like we see the resumes, we interview, we do a team interview, and then we do a working interview to make sure somebody actually likes the job. So yeah. that way it makes sense. Uh, but it's really important to make sure it's a, and then that they inherently want to create the impact we're creating. Because if they're just there to do a job, they're not invested. We want someone who is passionate about what we do and the impact we have. So we find that's our number one hiring category um, is we want that that drive that purpose because then they feel feel fulfilled with yeah. what they're doing that's good yeah. 
I love that. Yeah. Trust and reputation mean everything in the legal world. How do you ensure your firm's reputation stays impeccable? Yeah. Hiring an incredible team is number one. Two, we find that process and procedures save the day. Mistakes don't happen when we follow the process and procedure. If, if it's left to me, and this is just any attorney's office is like this, if you leave all of the stuff for the attorney to do, it won't happen because mm -hmm. it just can't. So I can draft all the documents, I can sign them, but then I need my team to make sure it goes through the process to properly get recorded and every I dot and T cross, like all of those things. Because that's really what makes everything happen. You got to get the whole completions. Having that process, that procedure to keep the ball rolling no matter what. So it's not reliant on one person. It's yeah. Yeah, that's great. And then to cross train. So if somebody's out, ev yeah. everybody else can pick up the slack. Pick up the slack. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The cross training super important. The three attorneys, while well, we each kind of have our things that we're like the lead on, all three of us can do what the other ones do. So that that's pretty important. Plus it helps us issue spots. So if we're talking to a client, and there's a probate issue happening, we're going to know because we're going to issue spot. Yeah. Um, so those kind of things are important. Say, let me ask so-and-so. Yeah. Yeah. It slows up the process. It yeah. does. Yeah. It's great. So what two or three tips would you give someone who's, say, 40 to 60 years old about estate planning, like something that could make it easier for the ones that they are leaving behind or going to be leaving behind? Yeah. So, especially as we get older, 40 and over, it becomes more important. But I'd argue, like I made my youngest brother sign all this stuff when he was 18. Because uh, your basic stuff is a will, financial power of attorney, healthcare power of attorney. Those are the minimum basics. Okay, but a will can really be a safety net document if we have all the other stuff in place. Because a will controls probate. We want to avoid probate when we die. That's what makes it simple and easy for your loved ones. How we do that, in Ohio anyways, is a transfer on death designation for any real estate, having beneficiaries on 100% of your financial accounts. That includes your checking, your savings, all investments, retirements, life insurance, all of those things. So it's making sure all of that is in order. If you have your beneficiaries on everything, there's no probate. It's simple. It's easy. Each beneficiary says, this is how I want my money. They send it into the company and they get a check or it rolls over or whatever they want. Super easy. No drum. Okay. Biggest tip. That's, That's great. great. What is the biggest mistake that you've seen someone make in a real estate deal? Oh, in real estate deal? Uh, there's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Grace is probably curious about this being a real estate agent. Wow. Yeah. Oh, we've we've seen some big ones. Them. <laughs> yeah. Biggest mistake I actually saw a seller make was he remodeled his house, um, built an addition, and he didn't connect the HVAC system to the like the new addition to the HVAC, and he lied about it. 
on the residential property disclosure. And then he used pipes that were, something was discontinued and he had Cool Whip bowls under the joints of the pipe. So again, he did the addition. He said there was no problems. He sold this house for $750,000. And then it was going to be $100,000 to fix everything. Say they take out drywall and redo pipes and redo the ductwork. That's the biggest thing. Just to be clear, that's fraud. He, did he <laughs> falsify the residential property disclosure? And well, he lied and said everything was great. Oh, my. But he isn't, isn't, and couldn't even blame a contractor because he personally built the addition. <laughs> Which is another big mistake. Yeah, and a whole other thing. Because he probably right. didn't the right permitting or yeah yeah that that's fraud you don't want to lie no there's so a difference between the... not knowing had they hired a contractor and the contractor that had done that yeah all right yeah but that wasn't this case oh, he had so done what was the outcome that. did the buyer sue the seller and then get rid actually of i wrote a letter this is the a letter doesn't always work but I wrote a letter and I explained, I was like, listen, you had to have known about this. Here's how we know you knew about this. This constitutes fraud, which means there could be triple the damages. It's going to cost this much. Why don't you just write us a check for that much to fix it? And we had estimates. It wasn't like it was anything crazy. Yeah. And we had a very clear and they just wrote a check. Oh, wow. He knew. He knew. He knew. <laughs> And he knew he was going to be on the hook for three times that had yes. they filed a lawsuit. And we didn't want they didn't. They weren't out to get him in trouble. They just weren't it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, That was a big deal. Yeah. Yes. Can I ask a question? Go back to the estate planning real quick. Yeah. So Joe and I got our estate plan with Jen. And we got it a couple of years ago now. How often should someone update their stuff? So you should look at it every three to five years or with every major change of life of it. For most people, things don't change a lot until there's a major change of life event. So that's marriages, births, deaths, major illnesses, divorces, those kind of things. And it may not be yours. So for instance, if you are married with children and you're like, I want my kids to go to my brother and sister-in-law, and brother and sister-in-law got divorced and brother went off the deep end. We don't want the kids going to brother anymore. It's not your major change of life, but it is a change of life that affects your planning. Also, if you buy new real estate, that's what that's I was helpful. Yeah. Because you want to update the transfer on death designation. So has there been any funny or unexpected moment with a client that you can share without breaching any confidentiality? Oh, there's lots. <laughs> So my most fun title closing, I didn't know this was going to happen, but he proposed at the end of buying the house. Oh, okay. And I didn't know it was going to happen. And all of a sudden it was happening. And it was like, because we have a sign that, oh, we bought a house today. And so we were taking the pictures. And then all of a sudden he's like, we need one more. And he got down on his knee and proposed like, during the closing and it was a whole thing. So that was one of the coolest like closing endings ever. Yeah. Um, that one was real good. 
Uh, we had funny ones. Let's see. So that that's probably my coolest. We've had some interesting uh, people show up. Like, <clears throat> so if a bunch of people show up at your door and demand a refund of their earnest money deposit, you can't do it. Like, no. there's there's a process for all of that. So we've we've had that happen one, and it wasn't even our closing. <laughs> I I don't know if they were scammers or if I don't know what they were, but we had to call the police on that one. Oh. That one that one was like no, there's something questionable here. Yeah, and it happened in one of my closings once. I'll just real briefly because you'll you'll get this. We we're in the middle of the closing, and my buyers. The guy said it was almost over. And he goes, oh, I didn't want to tell anybody, but we're, we're trying to keep it a secret. We got married last week. And right, like now they're married. And oh, that's the worst rigmarole I, you have to do, huh? Everything. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I that title. I can't even remember what title company that was. It was a house in Dublin. I just can't yeah. remember, but because it's been probably 15 years ago, but he goes, oh, and he would just say, matter of fact, oh, yeah, we got married. And I said, you're like, oh. we can't anyway, do this now. <laughs> we're in everyone watching. Ohio still has dower. That's where the king couldn't kick the widow off the property. And your marital status matters when you're buying or selling real estate. It causes a big drama. Yes. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, big drama. Oh. Anyway, it ended up still happening, but... Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Blender. Warn people, if you're married, if you're not married, don't let me know that you got married and so on. <laughs> I don't know. He wouldn't have said anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean... No one would have Yeah, known. whatever. Jen, yes. imagine a movie about your life and business... Who would you want to play you and why? Oh, that's that's interesting. <laughs> I am not well versed in movies. I should be. I'm or actors. Yeah. <laughs> the only actors I've ever been told that I have some resemblance to is Renee Zellweger. Oh. She would be great. Yeah. She's a good actress. She'd be great. Let's go with her. And she's fun. Yeah. I don't think she's done anything recently, but that's okay. Yeah, she may have. We just don't know about it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I don't watch lots of movies yeah. anymore. Me neither. Me neither. I really don't either. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking, who's the girl that played in The Hunger Games? Jen Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, Jennifer you, Lawrence. she would be good for you. Yeah, oh. Jennifer Lawrence would be good. Yeah. That'd be fun. <laughs> I was thinking Reese Witherspoon, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A little legally oh, blonde yeah. action. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and just so you know, that is completely true. I can't tell you the number of times early in my career I went into a courtroom and they're like, oh, cute little blonde girl doesn't know anything about concrete. And then I'm like, let's talk slow. 
And they're like, oh, oh. <laughs> she knows what she's doing. Yeah, that was real funny. <laughs> I love it. That's a good one. Yeah. So Janice and I like to uh, talk about future entrepreneurs and bringing the young people um, up in the world of entrepreneurship. So for young lawyers or entrepreneurs thinking of buying an existing business, what would be your top piece of advice? Be clear on how they ran their business. We have taken over two attorneys' books of business, mm. and they're both old school, which means know. nothing is digital. Uh-huh, There's cool. no database. There's There are just filing cabinets full of stuff. Paper. Ooh. Paper and paper. It's paper, and it's hard. <laughs> know what you're buying and value it based on what you're buying. You need to buy, you're buying the reputation and really the process and procedures they have. Mm-hmm. Buying a bunch of paper isn't worth the same as buying a thriving practice with system for how they manage everything. Mm-hmm. That's very different. Mm-hmm. I will say, like buying a title company that's established is much easier than starting a law firm from scratch. Okay. Because yeah. they have systems, procedures, yeah. and then you can improve upon them. By all means, make them your own. Improve, make it better. But you also have to have a solid, make sure you're clear on what you're buying. Because that's really your foundation. And so if you're buying a law firm, but it's a mess, are you really buying an asset? Or are you inheriting someone else's mess? Yeah. That would devalue it because of all the work you have to do to straighten it out. Current. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sometimes that's worth it. Like, I, the attorney I bought the title company from retired in 2019. After five years of sharing a building, I knew how she worked. And her value was in the phone number and the clients that would continue to call. Even though everything was in a paper file in the basement. But we can find it. It's easy. It's organized. It's easily accessible. I know how to get through it. Versus we're helping another attorney who's 95, who should have retired probably a decade ago. (laughs) And this is a mess. And there's no value because it is such a mess. Because he didn't have that plan in place. And he didn't have an exit strategy. So he has no value. The other one had value. Just know what you're buying. Yeah. And that's true for whether it's a law firm or dental practice, anything. Be clear on what you're buying and know that there will be potentially some loss of clients because they'll be like, it's not the old person anymore. It's fine. Yeah. Same with massage. Probably more. Yes. Yeah. Some people get very particular and -hmm. it's fine and it's an enrollment. So when those people call, how are you going to explain that so-and-so has since retired. I've taken over their practice. Yeah. yeah, we share the same values, blah, 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 blah. And come talk to me. How, how do you enroll them into that? That that's yeah. Make sure you have a plan for them. Yeah. That's, that's great advice. I have a follow-up about that. Is there, do you figure out the worth of the business that you're buying? Or is there like a strategist or some specialists that can help you figure that out 
what is worse. So it, de- it depends <laughs> on the business. Accountants are critical for those because if, especially if you have an established formula, like right now I'm working on the transition of the company to the third generation to own it. We have an established formula. So really we're just crunching numbers and figuring out how the company can afford to buy out the current owner and how we're going to do it. I figure out the how, but I need the accountant to do the numbers. That's one way. Depending on what it is, sometimes the attorneys can do it because there's three different primary methods of valuing a business. I say, and often, and this is the case with like yoga studios, law firms, a number of places that there's not necessarily tangible asset, right? So sometimes the belief of what the value is is up here and the reality is down here and it's having someone who can bridge that and explain why because it, it, it's a generally a big difference yeah 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 but an accountant is absolutely critical for basic okay yeah <laughs> The world of entrepreneurship is filled with uncertainties. How do you deal with fear or doubt when making big business decisions? Trust your gut. All the answers live in your body. Yeah. Listen to your body. That may sound a little woo. But yeah, that surprises me that you would say that. (laughs) Yeah. But literally any decision I have ever made that has gone wrong, I have known it was wrong. From the get-go. From the get-go. Like, it didn't feel right in my body. Yeah. Mm. You know, I I just did the Tony Robbins class last year, all of them. And one of the exercises he had us do was to stand up, close our eyes, ask ourselves a question, a yes or no. And if we rocked forward or if we felt ourselves being pulled forward, it was a yes. If we felt ourselves being pulled back, it was a no. I was like, oh, that's one way to figure out what your gut is saying if you can't listen to it. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a simple sway test is what they call that. But yeah, to be very clear about how it feels in your body, because if you're not at peace with it, it's going to come back up. Yeah. So sometimes we have an emotional attachment to someone and we want to bring them back onto the team because mm-hmm. them and they're great. And if it doesn't feel right, you should trust that. Because if not, it's going to bite you in the butt about eight months later. And you're going to be unhappy about it. Yeah. First you experience. Sounds like you broke up for some reason, right? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's, that's really it. And if you really trust that and are clear with your goal, that's the other thing. Because you can't ask yourself a question if you don't know where you're going. Like, you that's can't. True making big decisions if you don't know where you're going well yeah you can make up any of these big decisions but if you don't know where you're going is that going to get you where's it going to get you so you have to know where you want to go and then trust that body that's just yeah let's say someone's having a really hard time listening to their gut or they're like oblivious to it what what advice would you give to have help somebody hone in on feeling what their gut is saying Sure. A couple of things. First, I do still like the simple pros and cons list first. Yeah. yeah. Um, just because that helps our analyzer part of us, even if you're not a big analyzer, 
just put it on paper. Yeah. Because then you have all of, you got like the, the sparks out there and then sit with it. Or I like to take a walk. I don't do well sitting, just sitting. But take a walk early in the morning or late at night when there's no one else out. Yeah. Uh, and I find all answers come to us at those times. Because your yeah. mind, it frees your mind of everything else and you can just concentrate on that. Yeah. I'm yeah. a I'm an early morning person. Put me at five a.m. when it's still dark out. I I feel like I can solve the world's problems. My husband would have to be late at night. Do you? Some people might be a lovely afternoon stroll. I don't know. There's too many people there for me at that time. But I like you. Just need the quiet, uninterrupted time to really just listen, and you're listening to all the things your body's telling you. That's, that's a good tip. Looking back, is there something you wish someone had told you when you were starting out? Oh, yeah. So many. Um, so I, I was an English and political science major. And uh, then went and on and got a law degree. And they don't teach you anything about actual running of a business in law school. Actually, they don't teach you business in any professional school. It's real dumb. Wait. <laughs> Here, you can now operate a law firm. Nothing about business. Congratulations. So the biggest thing I really wish I would have known is what should my numbers look like? What percentage of my overhead should be payroll compared to the total overhead? Like, how do I build a healthy business? And getting into those details... Because it has taken me a long time to figure out some of those, like, very basic details. But, like, to dig into that and to know, you can't do this yet. Or you need to bring somebody on. Here's what it's going to take. It generally takes 90 to 120 days to start recouping your costs once you bring a new person on. Mm. Like, with training and all of that stuff, it takes a long time. So there's always this, for small business owners, there's always this, do we hire, do we not? Like, when do we hire? To have those, like, what it should look like in an ideal business, it's never going to look that way, just to be clear. It's always going to be a little off. But to know what that should look like would have been critical and would have made life way, way easier. I didn't really learn that until the last year or two. I'm still learning that. <laughs> yeah. Same. Yeah. Jen, have well, you taken the um, Goldman Sachs? Like years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I'm I'm taking it now. It's oh, is it good? It's good. Yeah. It's good. Jen and I took the Gerber Emerging Entrepreneur together. Yeah. Okay. So- yeah, I wish I would have taken the Goldman class first and then. Oh. How long is it? You've been doing it for a couple of weeks, right? T- tomorrow is the third class. So it's 14 oh, weeks. 14 weeks. Wow. Mm-hmm. 14 weeks. Okay. Yeah. One time a week. Yeah. So maybe okay. I haven't done that one. I was thinking it was something. I Brain was working a little different. I don't know that I have done the 14 weeks class i did something with them but not a 14 year old you should look into it again even if if you don't remember like what it was about then no i only did a three hour thing with them oh yeah that was a real 
condensed version. The Reader's Digest <laughs> version. No. Teaser. <laughs> this is a 14 week class. No yeah, way. it's free. I It's in like a bunch of cities. So if we've got people all over the United States listening to this, go apply. You have to have revenue. I think there's a certain amount of uh, 500,000, I think is what you have to have. And then you have to submit all your tax forms and profit and loss statement, balance sheet, all that good stuff. And then they interview you. Oh, so I was like, ooh, I think this is the first time I've been interviewed in a while. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right. worthy to take their class. Yeah. So Thanks. everybody's really vetted. There's 25 people in the class and they're all like pretty high level entrepreneurs. So oh. it's pretty noted. Cool. You're in great yeah. company. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I've definitely not done that with them. How are you learning? Are, are you taking a class or have any mentorship or how are you learning like your numbers that you said this last year? Yeah. So we've been, I've been digging in with a bunch of research on my own, which is not as much fun. No. I'd much rather go take a class. Yeah. Yeah. You get to yeah. meet fun people too. Class. Yeah, for sure. Hey, good tip. Thanks, Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Jen. Yes. After hearing about your inspiring journey with Route Law and Gehanna Title, let's have some fun. Okay. We're going to ask you some quick questions and we want to hear your first thoughts. Okay. Okay. You ready to give it a go? <laughs> yep. Okay. What is the book you've most given as a gift or the book that made the biggest impact on you? Darren Hardy's Compound Effect. Ooh, I give I that one out constantly. Newer roller coaster. I love Darren Hardy. Me too. Master's class, what? right? Oh. Yeah. I've done the business master class three times. I've done insane productivity and hero's journey and all the things. That's that's one of my go-tos for entrepreneurial learning. Awesome. What, what kind of impact would you say that class had? If you could give it a value, like it made you this much money. Taking that class. Oh, easily. From last year to this year, our gross revenue has increased 30%. Wow. We're going into our normally what is our busiest quarter. First quarter is always our slowest. Fourth quarter is generally our best. But it was ideas from the business master class that led to our little legal lessons. And I'm working on our book, Adulting, Life's Little Legal Lessons, and how we have streamlined and changed a bunch of things in our process all came from the business masterclass. So I have definitely gotten my value out of it. I'm a little sad to not be taking it in October because I've gotten something different out of it each time. But this year, I, I want to focus on what we've been doing. So I'll take it again. Just because After it's it's that good, yeah, good. That's awesome. I'll have, have to take that in the future. Yeah, That's it's awesome. it's a it's an intense three days, and I would say give yourself the two days after to process, hmm. because you need to keep going with your ideas away from the office. Because if you go back into the office, you get swept into the old stuff. But and man, then you get what you good. just learned. Yeah, it's been yeah. real good. Oh, good. Yeah. What's an unusual habit or an absurd thing that you love? 
I love Harry Potter. It is the most ridiculous thing ever. And in fact, I had never been to Harry Potter world. And I've read the books. The books are long, just to be clear for anyone who hasn't. The books are long. And there are seven of them. I've read the books, all of them, more than two dozen times. Oh, wow. It's a lot. Great. (laughs) Oh, for sure. I had never been to Harry Potter world. And last week, I spent the week with my husband and four friends. And we went to Harry Potter World. And I got chosen in Ollivander's wand shop to be the one to get chosen for the wand. And it was it was a whole thing. And it was just ridiculous. This is the most ridiculous, childish. That's awesome. Okay, it's awesome. Where is Harry Potter World? Where is it's that? Uni- Universal Studios in Orlando. Oh, oh okay. And it's an immersive experience. That's weird. That's a yep. laugh. Oh, yeah. I did the ones and made things happen and had that's the butterbeer. Awesome. Yep. That's that's awesome. I have to say that I've never watched any of the movies or read any of the books, but I'm going to be off for two weeks with a surgery in January, and I have already planned I'm going to watch all those movies. Oh, they're fun <laughs> movies. Because I'm going to be on the couch. <laughs> I'm going to be on the couch, so... Good plan. There we go. There yeah. we go. You'll be taking a trip to Universal next year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was real good. <laughs> what is your proudest accomplishment? The proudest accomplishment is that Route Law is really now a household name for estate planning. Love that. That's Other great. attorneys call us. Attorneys come to us. I love that. We're a staple in the community. And it matters. Yes. that That's terrific. But that's been a really cool thing to see happen. That's a major. That's major, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. So what purchase of $100 or less has most positively impacted your life? So my Yeti water bottle. <laughs> my Fitbit. Nice. It is ridiculous. I have worn a Fitbit since they were released like 15 years ago. Wow. Oh, I know we've done challenges a bunch together back in the day. (laughs) They stopped doing the challenges. It's real annoying. But I love tracking things. Like you, we all know that you grow in what you measure, right? And so I know my baselines based off of my Fitbit. Okay. And I can tell you, like, when there are days or weeks where I'm like, oh, I haven't met those step goals at all. Uh-huh. I know what that actually correlates to another area. So, like, that is critical for me. And then I just love my Yeti water cup. <laughs> I take it everywhere. Nice. Okay. Nice. So what is your current passion project? Currently, I am focusing on writing of the adulting life's little legal lessons. And it's gone in some directions I didn't necessarily expect it to, but there's fun stories and it's coming together slowly but surely. I love that. Can't wait for that to come out. Yeah, me too. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. What is one skill you would like to master? Vanish. Oh. Without a doubt. So we 
frequently have Spanish-speaking people come to the office, mm. yep. and we have to have a translator, and it's fine. And I can follow the conversation, but I would lo- love to develop my skills and be able to speak Spanish fluently yeah. enough to do a full title closing or an estate yeah. plan signing and do it in Spanish. Yeah. That's not only do you have to know like regular words, you have to know the legal words in Spanish. Yeah. That's going to yeah. be tricky. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it's, that's a slow and steady journey. <laughs> yeah. I, I know Spanish roughly and I, Joe and I have been watching Better Call Saul and there's a lot of, they're in New Mexico. So there's yeah. a lot of Spanish and I test myself and I'm like, okay. What did you just say? I think I know what they said. Let me open my eyes real quick to look at the words. (laughs) Yes. So, Jen, do you believe in the power of manifestation? Absolutely. Just in general, sitting on your butt saying, I believe checks are coming in the mail are not going to manifest anything. However, again, following that inner calling, following that gut feeling, that will absolutely lead you into manifesting whatever you want. Um, And if you're going down a negative route, you can manifest pretty negative stuff too. But if you are driven, if you're following that path, it will absolutely come back to you. Your first job. Uh, I started working for my uncle's convenience store in Jersey, Ohio, when I was 12 years old. So I was a store clerk. (laughs) Nice. Yep. That's so it. where do you see yourself in five years, Jen? So five years from now, I'd like to still be involved with route law. I would just like to slowly move to more of a management and education role where I'm seeing a few less clients, but doing a lot more speaking engagement, educating larger groups. While we're doing that, still providing the high-level legal services, but basically those speaking engagements serve as our marketing. It's also following our core principles. So that's where we're working towards for the next five years. Do you do some continuing education classes for the realtors and all that? I I need to get all that in before my birthday in two weeks. I need 30 hours. Oh, (laughs) Whoa. <laughs> That's, yep, get, get that going. <laughs> you have any online that you got recorded, Jen? <laughs> yeah, not yet, but that that's something that's definitely on our... There you go. Yeah. <laughs> what is your pump-up song? Oh, Fight Song by Rachel Platt. Oh, okay. That's, that's a get it going. <laughs> yeah, I think I know the one. Since we are called Cosmos and Commerce, what's your drink of choice? Uh, my favorite is a little hot sake or Ooh. some wine of some sort. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Would you rather have to defend a haunted estate with a complex ownership history or untangle the estate planning of a 110-year-old with hundreds of heirs and no written will? Oh, <laughs> I'll take the first one just because real estate is a lot simpler. 
I've done the an estate with a bunch of heirs and nobody knows anybody and you're tracking it like you're literally sending letters after an Intellius search. Yeah. Like, Why oh, yeah. are you related to this person? Yeah. Oh, I dream of getting that letter someday. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like a Hallmark movie. It's like you have inherited a, a vineyard in and yeah. the the people who do that never have cleanest like big estate. Yeah. It was like two hundred thousand dollars that was being divided something like fifteen ways. Oh wow. And we had and it was like great grandma. There were five generations. Wow. So because of all who had died. So you just tracked through the family tree and oh there it is. Do you that one, that's so fun? On your in your business? Ancestry.com? We don't use Ancestry.com. Well, just like, curious. Cause, yeah, because they, they build the family tree for, for you. Yeah, you have to know some details to get right. help. Yeah. And, yeah. Curious, yeah. Okay. Huh. So, Jen, where can our listeners find you? So our website is routelaw.com. That's R-O-U-T-T-E-L-A-W.com. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook at Route Law. We're also on TikTok and Instagram as Jen Route Law. Don't know why that is. That's just how it worked out. That's where all of our little legal lessons are. There's also a Route Law YouTube channel. So we're on all the things. And what's your physical address, your location? Oh, our, we're physically located at 142 Granville Street in Gehanna, Ohio, 43230. And you can call us anytime at 614-475-7008. Okay. You're going to get flooded by our 10 listeners calling you. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we've got, we've got more. Yes, we do. And there you have it, folks, from the legal intricacies of real estate to the nuances of estate planning. We've traversed quite the journey today with our amazing guest. Absolutely, Michelle. Jen, thank you for gracing our virtual cocktail lounge and sharing your wisdom with us. Your tales and insights have surely added a unique flavor to our cosmos and commerce mix today. Well, thanks for having me, guys. This has been great and lots of fun. I wish you the best of luck with this. This has been fun to listen and watch as you go. Thank Thank you. you I'm going to pick your hand tomorrow. Maybe I'll stop in and say, hey. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And to our listeners, if you've enjoyed this legal cocktail fusion, do us a favor. Share this episode with your friends. Give us a thumbs up. And if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. We promise to bring more spirited conversations your way. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> no. No. No.